to approve of this and and yeah, she's I could see it talking her him into there will be no trouble. Honey, I want you to know that I am a werewolf. Well, does dating you make me a werewolf? Only during fellatio. Oh, well. <laughs> Guess I'm a werewolf. I do not approve of this, and as you can tell by my jacket, I have excellent judgment. <laughs> this guy hasn't Kind of matches the flowers behind him, does it? No. Yeah. Okay, so here it just says it in black and white English. This is a house in rural England in the year 1899. Uh, come on, the, the hair and the, the makeup, the 1899. Yeah, with eyeshadow, right? I'm half expecting Batman Glitter eyeshadow, babe. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he's smudging the, the makeup. Okay, they're making up right now, and it's just sort of poetic. Making up or making out, I mean. No, it's I. It was the 70s. Hold you to my breast and. My father never helped me like that, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All we I can had a healthy uh, distance in that yeah. relationship. Well, there's a mirror right there. You can see him jerking off. It's gross. <laughs> all I can think of this is that this is part of the original 70 minutes, and then they added filler. Yes. Right. Now, now Carl, from what but I understand. the filler is sensational. Filler oh, is not I a waste be of our time. Yes. I, unless you could. Right now, they are wasting our time. They're totally wasting our time. That's so did that makeup artist. This is what happens when you shoot in a union house. They just take so much longer they for take everything. Much longer. Uh, it was they they well, used no, a. No, he was uh, he was a very uh, Ed Wood kind of guy. I don't know who that is. I was born in 1993. Oh well, that was in 1993. There was a movie called Ed Wood. Johnny Depp with Johnny Depp. And it's about a director who was so bad uh, that he made one of the worst movies of all time. Planet Plan Nine. He was also he hmm. liked to wear women's clothing, and a bunch of his friends were just uh, Hollywood out misfits. I just mean hair. a guy who makes B level movies. Yes, like mm. that you movie. know. Okay. okay, he was in this house in England. He had it there for the summer. It was like a rented thing through the family. He wasn't paying a dime, so he filmed four movies. It, like that summer, he not even right. So he had good cocaine, and they let him yeah. hang out. I guess so. Yeah, for the whole summer. In 1968. Uh, a time before Nixon. <laughs> Listen, can I make a third movie? What's the uh, first president you remember? Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. All right, that not so bad. Yeah. That was while – he became president while I was in – He became president oh. while I was in Diapers. balls. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, like biologically. Yeah. I she do. was in the Marines. They, Did you they, 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 believe in, they believe in the stork. Were you in oh. service during the, the, the first Iraq war? Like yes. You went through war. Well, I you did know, not you can't go. disprove okay. the story. Good. But, yes. Yeah. You know, my DD-214 makes me sound like more of a badass than I am because for some reason it does say Desert Storm Vet. Mm. And I Just was never Storm in theater. Era. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you tell people. It is a nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And being a Marine is pretty fucking badass, so I, Thank don't, you. I, I think you don't have to worry about that. I, I do tend to make panties drop. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was rejected so from the United States Naval Academy. I was wearing women's underwear. <laughs> I heard them drop. You are good. There you go. We don't want to sing. 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 We tighten up. We
everybody this is ek keith welcome to open pages here on mutiny radio.fm and you might or might not know that i'm originally from houston texas and if you drink enough swamp water the effect is totally scientific you you have a lifelong love of archie bell and the drills and it just makes you happy you know, that's where Archie Bell and the Drells originally hail from. So I hope you enjoyed a little of that. Tighten it up. So we have a pretty cool show for you tonight. Um, originally, we were going to be celebrating D. Allen's republication of his book, Unwritten Law, Poems from 1994 to 2011. But D. had to reschedule. And fortunately... You know, D. Allen knows some really cool people, and so we have a double feature tonight um, with two of D's friends who were coming on to celebrate, but now we're going to celebrate them. And um, you'll be hearing from D probably in November. So if you're looking forward to that, keep looking forward to it. So I've got Tony Alderondo on hold on the phone. Hopefully the equipment is still working. Because I'm sure there's somebody out there who listens every month just to hear me struggle with the equipment. Because it's amusing. Like, I know. It's amusing. But we have Tony Alderondo. And Tony is a Puerto Rican-American who loves writing. He's a writer of short stories, one-act plays, comedy, and songs. He grew up on Dr. Seuss and hip-hop, as I did myself and found that he loves to incorporate rhyme in his poetry. This all began when he first heard, Roses are red, violets are blue. His first book was titled The Rhyming Poet. He's read and featured his original poetry at open mics throughout the Bay Area, 
and he is honored to be sharing his work with us, and we are honored to hear his words. So let's say hi to Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing? I'm doing great, EK. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here and celebrate Dee Allen. Um, and um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Awesome. And um, I'll just run through this uh, like a hurricane. I have a few poems, and thank you for that wonderful intro. <laughs> of course. Let me know when we're ready to rock. All right. You are you are live on the air or on the stream, as the case may actually be. So take it away, Tony. Mutiny Radio, <laughs> we are poets. We are poets. We're on Mutiny Radio. We're not that hard to find. We'll massage your temples, touch your hearts, and tantalize your mind. We are poets. We can take pretty words, put them in a poem, and plant a mental seed. Or we can take unpretty words when we're filled with rage, put them on a page, and make it bleed. We are poets. We can put words together describing an aroma and make you think that page was scented. We are poets. The reason the exclamation point was invented. We write, recite, and perform. We never, ever conform. It's the way we poets know damn well we were born. Pushed out, performing, and crying since birth, our hearts already broken and torn. But we as poets, we can take pieces of broken words and turn them into spoken words and give a broken heart a fresh new start. Take a child's broken dreams and mend them with spoken seams. We are poets, blessed and filled with words. We create with words, relate with words, transform and relocate hearts and minds with words. We are poets. We say things like five times five divided by pi equal the number of rainbow stars in the sky. And have you asked why? It's simple mathematics times dramatics factored into a poetical third eye. And the answer in the back of your mind's book is even simpler. We are poets. Aye, aye, aye. Love making, keyboard breaking, erotic poets. We can make a pen, make love to paper, and make it um. Make words intoxicate your mind like a strong Puerto Rican rum. We are poets. From our hearts, the words flow. Through our tongues, mouths, and lips, those words magically know where to go. In our heads, the poets of the dead are awoken. We speak from our hearts with the voices of the broken. We are poets. This much we know. We give birth to words, touch Mother Earth through words, and at open mics, open our mouths and pour out our hearts through words. We write, then rewrite, and double-check the last rewrite, because we know the last rewrite is the one that has to be right. We are poets. We share our breath with words, and we will write and recite till our death with words. We are this, this next right. one, thank you. This next one's titled, I Want. I want, I want, I want. I want what I cannot have, nor cannot see. I want the world and eternity. I want to run wild and be free. Don't want no one bothering me. 
I want a ticket on a jet blue plane. I want to listen to breakup music without feeling pain. And want every man, woman, and child suffering from a mental health illness to please stop being called insane. I want to know how homelessness could exist in a rich city like this, where most people live every day like it's a second Christmas. I want, I want, I want, I want back my old neighborhood, I want back my youth, I want to be angry, that's the truth. I want some justice, I want no lies, I want no funerals, I want no cries. I want all men to experience the blind. I want all men to experience the blind. I want them to see that beauty's in the mind. I want back the memory the police beat out of me August the 14th of 1993. I want back those memories. I want back that knowledge. They beat me so bad I had to drop out of college. I want to know who, what, where, why, and when. When the good life begins and the hood life ends, I want to know. Next is my favorite things. My favorite things, my favorite things. My favorite things, a little open mic in big city cafes. My favorite things are being with my kids for more than two consecutive days, saying I love you to them in infinity times infinity times infinity, infinitely, yes, in that many ways. My favorite things are two big cities on opposite coasts that to this day have me torn. One's the place where I stay, the city by the bay. The other's New York City, the place I was born. New York City, I love you, but I'm still waiting for you to love me. And it's the mission in San Francisco where I fell in love with poetry. My favorite things are reminiscing at a food truck and meeting other poets and silly folks, taking myself out on a date night to a comedy club and listening to filthy jokes. My favorite things are giving hope to the hopeless and helping victims out of a jam then fighting for that in court with the judge and speaking Spanish to the man. My favorite things are hanging with good people that touch my heart, my mind, and amaze, and reading poetry on the phone on Mutiny Radio in a cloud of purple haze. My favorite things, my favorite things, these are a few of my favorite things. Here we go, ugly and wicked. At a protest downtown, things got ugly real quick. I rebelled with a raised fist, mean face, looking wicked. Some banged on the drum, some marched to the beat. Others shout how they got to shout to let it all out. Others sing how they got to sing to make justice ring. Because we shall overcome this ugly thing. And then the cops came and gave us the blame. But we, the protesters, pointed to them in shame. Then they tear-gassed us, my eyes burnt and it stank. Then I grabbed a wooden picket and shaved it down to a shank. Things got ugly real quick, real quick and real fast. I'm a single dad with two kids, and I just got tear gassed. Was it all worth it? For the cause, you're damn right. But I remember saying to myself, I just want to make it home tonight. So please be aware and be careful out there. Watch out for their tear gas, their guns, and that sticks. Because when you protest downtown, things get ugly real quick. Thank you. Next one's titled, Church of a Poem. Last night I baptized myself in Bacardi before I put a pen in my hand. 
And it's been some time since I stepped inside the church of a poem. And I'll tell you, that baptismal Bacardi had me feeling some kind of way. I felt like I was balancing on a high wire, juggling and flipping words with infinite syllables like pancakes while swinging on a flying trapeze. Oh, it's been quite some time since I've stepped inside the church of a poem. And there are days and nights I never want to leave. What I seen inside my mind's ring last night were two writing wrestlers discussing with love their opposite sides of the spectrum with pride. Inside my gray matter where I don't hide the fact that for some time, for some time things didn't really matter. But I baptized myself in Bacardi last night before I put a pen in my hand and realized that it's been quite some time since I've stepped deep inside the church of a poem where praises go up and blessings come down and sometimes sacred verbs can get twisted and burn sacred nouns to the ground. That I remember most and that is the reason it's been quite some time since I've stepped inside the church of a poem. This next one's called Butterfly. My ex my butterfly, my butterfly, my ex. She had so many issues, I could only describe her as a beautiful nightmare and find the need as I read this to remind myself that was it. There are no dress rehearsals. Sometimes the magic works. Most times it doesn't. Seeing is believing, and believing is seeing. As long as the grass grows, the wind blows, and the sky's blue, I know I can't stare at her picture without thinking I'll always have a thing for you. What the sun is to the earth, she was to my heart. And when she spoke, I was infatuated by the poetry on her lips. And when she danced, I was hypnotized by the movement of her hips. Hypnotized, so hypnotized. Breck, she had me making breakfast, making lunch making dinner, and for the first time as a mature adult, making love. And I was willing to overlook her past, because I swore we had a future. But I lived with no regret, and I promised myself I wouldn't grow old, saying, I wish I had. I survived the streets, the military, the war, and beat cancer twice, and know that this moment is the most precious thing we've got. The moment I heard my first love story, I started thinking of her. And it was easy to write about her. Every day she was on every page of my imagination. She was my everything, my butterfly, my lord and master. She was the bright side of the moon, my slice of heaven. And from the moment I saw her, I said to myself, I'm going to grab my neck and catch that butterfly. And I know I can make believe that I have everything, but I can't pretend that I still have her. That was it. There are no dress rehearsals. Sometimes the magic works. Most times it doesn't. But I live with no regrets when it comes to my ex, my butterfly, my butterfly, my ex. And um, I'm not sure if there was time for one more or not. Oh, yeah, Tony. Give us another one. Here we go, Latinos. <laughs> Latinos are the colors of the rainbow. I said the rainbow, yo. Latinos are blanquito, negrito, trigenguito, and afro. 
afrolistic, realistic, simplistic, always mystic, always real, really real, sometimes too real, always so beloved still. So some Latinos become violent. So violent we grow violent and almost everyone we know is violent. Others become angered. So angry and angered, some have become endangered or misinformed, uninformed, and uniformed into the penitentiary right into the next century. Others misinformed, uninformed, and uniformed into the war turned into Uncle Sam's whore. Latinos, I can't take it no more. I said the U.S. military, where we're first on the front lines, first to die, then we have to bury. Have you seen how many Latino soldiers are in your national cemetery? We're used in the U.S., abused in the U.S., confused in the U.S., and told we are last in the U.S. Come on, system, confess. We've been infected, rejected, corrected, and almost never, almost never elected, yet always, always selected to clean, 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 clean those pissed on urinals and crappy stalls. We are the Latina nannies that wipe the crap out of the president's grandchildren's jaws, then kiss his ass to cut his grass for a visa pass. Latinos are immigrant slaves, immigrant slaves with eyes open wide and no place to hide. Latinos risk their lives, risk their lives to reach the U.S. and can't come inside. Latinos are young men and women who serve this country with pride. We're here, there, and everywhere. Tall, short, bald, and even Indian looking with long hair. We rock the baggy pants, love music and dance, and we're born to romance. Latinos can become what we dream, can become what we dream if given a chance. Latinos are stars, sports stars, movie stars, and superstars like Celia Cruz. Latinos influence people around the world like Orquesta de la Luz. Latinos are united farm workers, teachers, preachers, activists, poets, Borinquen, Puerto Rican, New Yorkian poets like Pirito Masi, Miguel Piñero, y nacimos fuerte hasta la muerte como los macheteros. Como doctores y profesores de colores y ingenieros, gente como Clemente de los mejores peloteros, somos jíbaros de la montaña y nacimos todos al cero. Ay, mis laborinquen, como yo te quiero. Se llama Puerto Rico, pero no hay mucho dinero. Te amo, te amo, te amo y me encanta. Y en el nombre de Dios y poesía, Puerto Rico se levanta. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> All right, Tony Alderondo. I know that I know that you can't hear anyone clapping or responding, and I had a few little snaps in there for you. But yeah, you know that there's a lot of people listening right now who are like, "Yeah, Tony." Oh. Yeah, right on. Such an honor to read you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're Thank welcome. You. So, hey, Tony. Um, I yeah, let's talk for a minute. Um, so one of the things that I have come away from your set is I feel that like all of your writing is really deeply motivated by love. Like that's an, that's a theme almost in every piece of your work. Talk about that. 
Um, yeah, it's just like everything's uh, organic from my heart, from what I've lived. Um, even, even the last piece from family, uh, friends growing up in New York and Puerto Rico. Um, but yeah, everything just comes out of love. And I write all hours of the day when it just comes out of my guts. I have no choice but to do it. Um, and, and you see how it's rhythmic. A lot of times I do perform with, with a group or if I can get a, someone to play drums with me. But um, yeah, it's just uh, genuine. I'm, I, I, some stuff that I do pros and there's, there's craft stuff and I can make things up. But mostly it's all out of love and experience of family and friends and growing up. That's um, super cool. So you said that you like uh, have a notebook, I bet, and that you write whenever you think of things. Like, what's your process like after that? I, you know, I don't even have one. And there's, I, yeah, my <laughs> house is a mess with like uh, papers everywhere, notes everywhere. It's 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 crazy. Um, really, I just have the my, the process is now I put the phone by by by, by my bed, and I, when it comes to you, write because I things used to come to me in the middle of the night, and I would go right in the morning, and I totally forget. Then that happened all the time, but um, I write a lot, like three in the morning, four in the morning, and it's uh, thank goodness I have a house yet, but I'm sure the neighbors see the lights go on at all hours of the night. Who knows what they think? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's not right. Yeah, but I'm writing at all hours of the night. I think most of my writing is done in the middle of the night. But um, it's it's That's just, cool. I mean, a lot. Of, it's it's like you said, it's filled with love and a lot of pain and. Sometimes I write those tears drops just fall on the paper, and uh, right that's how that goes. And, and but uh, I do write a lot of stuff that's funny too, believe it or not. Um, there, oh uh, yeah, like there are there are, there are just moments all through your work that like I you know I get a smile. You know, it's like yeah, like deep connections. <laughs> yeah, it, I I just love the scene out here. I'm kind of new to it. It's been like uh, I've known D. Allen and Richard now two years, and and there's so much of of a, of a of an outstanding poetry community, the literary community out, out here. It's just, you just fall in love with, with the community, the people, the writers. And there's, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, oh, I just can't, it's a family. It's another family that I just recently found in the last two years. And, and I just love them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how welcoming the, the, yeah. all, all of the poetry communities and the poetry community in the Bay area is generally like, I have the same experience Absolutely, and if we thought the open mics was over, not with this Zoom, it, it's not dead at all. It just like went. Triple. No, <laughs> <laughs> nope. In fact, it's it's. Uh, I think it's really cool that like the poets are stubborn, stubbornly not stopping. There's <laughs> <laughs> like two or three a night, you know. So now, yeah. and, then, and then all your friends friends are thinking because you can't make it. Like there's no excuse, but there's like three of them a night. Right. You can get zoomed out, so you oh, gotta yeah. kind of like. Pace yourself, pace yourself, because I, about three weeks ago, I, I was really zoomed out. It's weird to say that, but it's almost like just going overboard. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm working from home right now, and there are days that by the end of my workday, I am zoomed out. <laughs> like the last thing that I can possibly do is, you know, one more like video call. Like, no, I'm just going right. to... I'm going to play my guitar poorly now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's fun. And then, and then the thing with that is, you, you know, you can read somewhere like, uh, uh, you know, across the world, literally. You know, people are getting up at two in the morning and go, I read in Ireland last night or I read in England last night. And that's kind of cool. Have you, have you gone to any of those? I've done New York a lot. I've done New York a lot. Oh, you know, that's cool. Because, you know, 
a Puerto Rican friend here, but I've never read like, oh, the New Rican Poets Cafe and things like that. And then, you know, it's like a dream. And then the next thing you know, oh, I'm doing it. But it's in a Zoom, but it's still cool. Because like the host is kind of famous. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, actually, cool. I actually did get up at 5 a.m. to go to a reading in Ireland. And let me tell you, yeah. those Irish poets are radical, man. They were cool and like really welcoming and like very, very cool people. It was. Yep, yep. And a friend of mine read in Ireland and that's all he had to say. It's nothing but great stuff. He loved it. Oh, that's awesome. That's so good. I just love it. Yep, I love it too. Well, you have any any final thoughts before I uh, Um, let you go and call Richard? My name is kind of hard Tony Aldorando, last T O N Y A L D. A-R-O-N-D-O dot com. If you go there, you can get my, um, hear my music and, and the poetry with music online, TonyAldorando.com. And um, I'm finishing up a book. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but just enjoy the, the free poetry with music, please. Right on. And thank you for inviting me. And hello, everyone. Hang in there. We're going through hard times right now, but hopefully there's a little bit of poetry. Put a little smile on your face. <laughs> thank you so much. This was so much fun. I, I, you know, I'm not zooming. I'm on the ra- you know the, the radio, the phone to my ears. It's so cool. Thank it's you. different. Your voice in yeah. my ear. I love it. It it's it's <laughs> it's it's you know that's the thing. It is comfortable and soothing in a way that you know, like I don't know. For me, video is really stressful, but audio is like really friendly. <laughs> yeah, holy, it, it is. It's like a, you know, it's like real personal. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. right. On. I thank you so much because I know we made this date a long time ago. Yep. And it, it, it was on the calendar. Be- on before the, calendar, the pandemic. So. Way back in six, seven months ago. That's so cool. Yep. That was so cool. So I'm so happy. Thank you, EK. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Um, everyone out there who listens, thank you so much for lending me an ear. And um, one love to everybody. Thank you. Right on, Tony. Thank you so much. And power to the poets, y'all. So I'm going to work on calling up the the second part of our poetry double feature with Tony Alderondo and Richard Sandorell, a.k.a. the Cursive Writer. So while I'm, you know, I did really good phoning Tony, I have to say, like equipment. You would think making a call is easy, but there's buttons involved here at Mutiny Radio with our, like, 1970s soundboard. And so, you know, I brought a bunch of CDs, but I'm really loving Archie Drell and uh, Archie Bell and the Drells right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on a little more of that. And this is a track that I really like, and I think it is appropriate with Tony Alderondo's poetry. And for the time that we're living in, this is a track called Love Will Rain On You by Archie Bell and the Drells. Here it is, y'all. You broke my heart and you went away And I sit here and suffer, girl I suffer day by day But it won't be long, it won't be long Before you have regrets Because one day soon, one day soon Your eyes will be 
Love Will Rain on You by Archie Bell and the Drells. And uh, I'm just feeling the hometown music tonight. So, you know, there, there you have it. Um, so, so, and so, I am so, so fortunate because I've got another poet on the line ready to read some poetry to you. So, we have Richard Sanderell, AKA the Cursive Writer. And Richard is a San Francisco poet. And for as long as I have been hearing him read his work at open mics all over San Francisco and the Bay Area, a thing that I know about him is that he is dedicated to using his words as a way to promote social and racial justice. And anytime you want to see him, you know, just check out some, some San Francisco and Bay Area open mics, and there is a good chance that Richard Sanderell is going to be participating. So let's let's bring him on right now. Hey, Richard, how are you? Hey, Kay. You're going to be the Port Laureate someday. I'm going to make sure of that. Oh, Richard, that is so sweet of you to say. Oh, it isn't sweet. It's the truth. Anybody out there who knows E.K. Key, <laughs> he's a dedicated teacher, uh, librarian, uh, poet, downright good human being, and you don't find those combinations too. And he's intelligent. 
Thanks, Richard. Look out. <laughs> well. Yeah, you know, I'm not in any major book except local uh, publications. And Tell me about those. About that that either, you're but, in. You know, I'm playing with the idea of doing a book. We'll see. Well, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Now, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are in one of the volumes of The City is Already Speaking. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in that one. Uh, I'm in one of the uh, uh, Poet Brigades, uh, Revolutionary Poetry Brigade, uh, Sacred Ground. I'm about eight or nine publications. Uh, there's a, uh, I, I was put in the poem of the day by Kim. Awesome. That's a and there's cool, also, me too. I that was cool. A, <laughs> when I was published in District 11, uh, I was one of the fortunate people who won, so I got to read uh, Crying Wind, and I think that's on the, actually it's on YouTube, um, and I think it's in the, through the library. So. Well, it sounds to me like it's time for a book. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, you know, I wrote most of my life, but most of it couldn't be... Uh, uh, seen in the light of day, I was just too angry until 2007 when a poem came out of me, and it was. I looked at that and said, "Now, where did that come from?" And that just changed everything. So uh, I'm a sort of a late bloomer in life and coming out. Well, you know, I'm I'm so glad that that you. Uh, yeah, here you are. I'm glad I'm that you're glad here Tony now. Was here. I'm telling you that, Tony. I told him once. I said, "I hate you. You've only been writing for a year and a half." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I you know what? Him. We all go at our own pace, and we all yeah, do it our I, own I, way, I was, right? I, I was just kidding him. I love Tony. And and as far as uh, uh, D. Allen, uh, well, uh, you know, I was sorry he's not here tonight. I uh, sort of changed up what I was going to read, but um, I just want to say about D. Uh, he, he is one of the mentors. I have mentored in Ohio, and he was the mentor out here in California. So I owe a lot to D. And so. Uh, and though I don't haven't dedicated uh, any piece to him, I do intend to at some point. Uh, everything I write is really, uh, you know, he has some responsibility for it because I continued. So for that, D, I thank you. That is super cool. Yep, D is rescheduled, at probably for November. It's looking like, and uh, but just since he's not here, I'm going to go ahead and and plug his book that went out of print, but Four Press picked it up, and it is available again. It's called Unwritten Law Poems, 1994 to 2011. And you can purchase that if anybody's interested in getting that, which I would recommend. As Go I. to, yeah, and yes, Richard will recommend too, www.fourpress.net. And if you go to their... Um, product page, you can find D. Allen's Unwritten Law, poems from 1994 to 2011. Yeah, so Richard, well, um, I usually start my readings with, uh, 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 D. has called this the uh, cursive writer credo, and he's put it in a poem, actually. Cool. Uh, so this is usually the way I start out my readings, but I am going to write a new credo. Uh, just because you steal something doesn't mean you own it. This is still Indian country, and you live on a lonely land, or whoever you're living, look and find out whose land you're living on. And I would also like to say something about the fires quickly. You know, there's a lot of smoke, so that means there's a lot of ash. 
And I'm sure if you still go outside, you can still gather up some ash. If you're someone who believes in uh, ceremony, you don't have to believe in anything in particular, but um, gather that. Gather some. Put it on an altar. Remember that that ash is toxic, but it also had life. Toxic because of the tree, uh, the of the uh, houses and the plastics and all that garbage that we put together and, and call it stuff is burned up in that fire and is in that in that in that ash. But also in that ash is all the flora, the fauna, and yes, there are some humans. But gather that ash, put it on an altar. All right, this is yeah. called release, and I, I I don't have any particular theme, so release. The wheel turns, rotation diminishes as our fear grabs hold. Streets vacant, dotted by two-legged, great unease in the world as well, Empire Usa. Finds itself filled with dread, panic, grabbing some to the very core of madness. I've practiced social distancing most of my life with exceptions if I felt there might be a human being before me. More fear in the land of the brave where bravery left before it could be disappointed. Things are happening just depends on what conspiracies evolve and devolve. Some never shattered, battered, others recognize these times just as a continual. After all, of Usa's killing people for what the other has, where fear, anger, sadness reigns daily. Fears finally landed Usa. Now we'll find out what the rich really have as if we didn't know. We know who will be on the front lines of hurt when finding themselves there. Will there be help? The beat goes on as mother turns rounding the sun. Moon shines down where smells of fear rise instead of the joy of life all should feel. Separate the drums as they play together African indigenous heartbeats not letting them forget their humanity. Dance with the Tunisian French woman in the street singing like a Neva Anabi. Remind us of what life should be instead of what corporate minds mind. Beats so people hear. Release. Beasts slain as beast releases our own hypocrisy. Breathe. Right. Thank you. Uh, still waters, still the waters. Waters off coast of Vietnam are still flat, glassy, reflects teams of light. Then, still waters surrounding these waters are anything but. My memory travels back to this time. One of Mother's beauty still waters, showing me at a glance. One doesn't forget what lays before. Like beauty, beholder both know they've had this moment, at least in the mind of the beheld. P.S. When bombs explode on land, there are ripples on still waters. All right, Richard. Um, Thanks. Two seven fetchin'. 
Everyone seems to be dancing, all smiles, happiness. In the streets, murder of black, red people die with little or no fuss. Usa claims to be a moral country. Justin, Beyonce, dance, sweat, smile, saying nothing. A fistful of dollars are shoved up their bottom way. Like the 60s Motown, we're happy as genocide is in the background, noise heard, not heard. Divided. Pay no attention to the curtain. It hides no, hides the carnage. Li- live beauty line, taking your request. We only like beauty here. That way you stay in the beautiful world. Keep smiling. Keep dancing. Step and fetch. One, two, three, four. Step and fetch. One, two, three. Step and smile. Fetch, 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 fetch. All right, Richard. That was pretty intense. <laughs> Look out. Look out. Uh, discourse. Looking forward to discourse among poets, writers, but sadly, poets, writers are as lame as us in society. Slam poets, not slam poets. Yeah, we know the ugly parents of writers. Poetry came first. Its place face appears last. Why is it? Not so fast. New Yorkers here to say poetry for from San Francisco. But searching the Times seldom has articles on poets or poems. Well, maybe poems about pretty rocks. Homes. Save us from New Yorkers. The apple rotted a long, long time ago, but they think the world still evolves and evolves around them. They com- decompose the apple, goes into the mouth of the porkers. Poetry brought on, excuse me, poetry brought to oration, gives it life, struggle, joy of life, faces, phases, discussions of humanity to mull over, think, come to conclusion. Discourse for humanity. I'm going to change this up and get a little romance in here. All right, Richard. Because life has all that in it. It's like somebody said to me, they said, if I talked about that, I'd be mad all the time. I said, there's an old folk song that says it's a time for joy and a time for hate. It's a time for, you know, uh, love and a time for peace. It's a time for war, blah, blah, blah. So I believe in that. I don't know about the war part, but anyway, let me kiss. Let me kiss your forehead that behind holds the intellectual poetic thoughts with African rhythms. Let me kiss your lips that speak those poetic words that are intellect and soulful in cadence of African rhythms. Let me kiss those hands that hold the fingers that write and type those poetic, intelligent, soulful words in the beat of African rhythms. Let me hold, kiss the temple that holds beauty, truth of your intelligent, soulful, poetic thoughts that remind us of African rhythms. Let me dance as you speak your intelligence with soulful, poetic words, rhythm of Africa, so the world dances with me in truth, joy. Let us dance with your intelligence as words spoken in African rhythms ripple out across the orb. Speak to us with your African rhythms. All right, Richard. And maybe, uh, how's my time? You're doing great. Oh, okay. Stop me when I, sh- I should be stopped because I could go. All right. <laughs> well, let's, re- let's do the bison. 
Golden Gate Park holds prisoners, bisons, offsprings of the ancestors as we hold native people of Turtle Island on the res. Believe me, this is no metaphor. Ceremonies held, even the naming ceremonies, but these prayers do not impress their situation. Depression. Two-legged watch. Ooh, yeah, buffalo. Look, boys and girls, see how they run? Except it's like a small sprint, since there's little room for runs, full runs. Something free bisons know. Two-legged are used to everything in prisons, including themselves. The bison look at the two-legged, wonder who made them so cruel, while these two-legged think they're compassionate. Sad about these weak-brained, little-hearted humans. They're called bison, but don't call them buffalo because they've never been buffaloed. Only the two-legged. All right, Richard. That's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, let me see. Give us another poem. All right, well... Uh, lost directions. You know, 5G is doing a lot of damage, and it's just got started, and people don't really know what's about to hit them. True. And of course, they ignored what 3 and 4G was doing to them, but 5G is going to be 25, 30 times even worse. Uh, there's been some things in the news lately about birds losing direction here in San Francisco or in the southwest. Uh, there have been reports as many as uh, 70% uh, down in the uh, Australia birds have been lost. Uh, the uh, butterflies are losing their direction. Um, well, there's a reason for that, and they're not talking about it, but I'm going to say this and remember that the new 5G are the new tobacco people of the world. They claim nothing is going wrong. The tobacco people had doctors selling us cigarettes. We're going to find out how, what they've done to us. Here's a, here's a clue. It's called Lost Direction. Turtle lost direction instead of heading to the sea after laying her eggs, goes inland to the desert, joins other lost turtles, the graves in sand. Turtles from the beginning of time, whose name for Turtle Island has lost its way, as as Busa, are lies at end times, creatures from the millennium lost. Birds, bees, butterflies, all affected by microwave EMT waves that throw off their direction. Every living creature, flora, fauna, has this sense of direction. Birds up to 70% gone, along with the bees, butterflies. Give me my 5G so I can fry our brains, destroy our melatonin, releasing by a pineal gland that regulates sleep, while EMT and microwaves disrupt melatonin levels, interrupt the circadian rhythm. It literally fries our brains. Give me a technology so we become sterile, ending Homo sapiens' reign. Mother will re-terraform the new world. Yeah, Richard. All right. <laughs> so, so, do you, do you want to do one more poem to wrap up your set, and then I'd like to kind of have a little, a little writer talk with you. Uh, well, let me see what I got here. Yeah, let's do some dance music. I was gonna do. I'm gonna save my uh, my uh, James Brown for uh, D when we did that. 
because I did a good uh, and these heard before, but I'm going to do this one instead. Thank you. Awesome. It's called Hear It, Feel It. Dance, dance, dance. Hear rhythm, feel it. Surround yourself with it. Join it. Rock it. Heartbeats beat back. Let others introduce melody. Floats too high. Bring it back. The earth heartbeat where the mothers experiment with human beings. One of many who inherit the beats of mothers. The earth mother vocalized back to her. Dance, dance, dance like some sex siren sway with particular things in mind. Join or not, there's no sin here, only your humanity. Love, music, the one you're with. Mother is drone, beats, melodies, our hearts joining her, sanctifying, electrifying, scratching, singing, rapping, poetic beats. Don't call it jazz, so much more, but limited in language we find genre. So... Play that jazz, blue piano, sax, make us nod our heads, horn for topping. We're black as beautiful color, indigo blue, where we answer each other ourselves in musical languages. Teach us, let us speak a new language. Dance, dance, dance in language, hear rhythms, feel it, surround yourself with it, rock it, heartbeats. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for letting me do it. So, you know, we we don't often get a, a chance. Like, you know, at open mics, there's an, not always an opportunity to, you know, have more than casual conversation. And I feel like that I'm interested, and I think other people are too, about, you know, what do you, what do, you do to get your writing done, Richard? You know, I really don't know. Uh, sometimes what it is is just an idea. Sometimes I'll get a like I'll get an idea for a title of a piece, and then I hang everything hangs from there. It'll just come from that. And of course, I'm a I'm a very social, political, but uh, I have issues with politics. But uh, so I, I but I, I guess I, I I'm somewhat of a critic, not only of myself but of everything else. But For a critic sure. who's not just being a critic. I, I want to be a a constructive critic, but I also want to be an educator like you. And since I haven't uh, gone through that process, poets are the ones I think are the canary in the coal mine. And 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 uh, you know I've, I've I've been talking about now for a while that we poets wind up talking to each other. We, a lot of our poet sessions are with other poets. And I remember back in I hate to say the the day. Uh, that when people <clears throat> people actually came out to hear poetry, and then uh, or went to hear musicians who had something to say, and that's usually what people would ask: Well, did they have anything to say the next day? Well, that <clears throat> those are gone, and you know th things do change, and you know I'm not necessarily expecting that to happen again that way. But but <clears throat> I still wonder: Is aren't there people out there who would actually like to listen to poetry? And I feel the reason is is that. During the day, uh, the people who were the most caused to cause the most trouble trouble were the uh, people who took humanities, the arts, political science, uh, the poets. Uh, they were the hell raisers, and the civil rights workers were the hell raisers of those days. And um, uh, and that whole thing has changed, and and it was taken out of the schools, 
art was taken out of the schools as much as they could, and 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 critical thinking, uh, uh, I think, was taken out. Humanities was taken. A lot of these things were taken away, so the kids are growing up uh, don't really even understand it. And, and so, I, I'm having a hard time with poets being heard, and, and that's a discussion that I'm bringing up, and other poets are bringing it up too. Uh, is well, how do we reach beyond? I mean, I, I, I'm hoping that shows like this, that there's actually an audience out there who tuned us in because, hey, I hear there's going to be some poetry on, and they wanted to hear the poetry. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I don't believe in hope. Well, that, that's what I, I would like to think. Well, you uh, know, one of the things that can happen is that when when the show downloads by tomorrow, I can send you a link and. You know, one of one of the neat things about this show is that it downloads as a podcast, so your yeah. your audience happens asynchronously. So, you oh, can, that, that's good. It's, it's yeah, good to be so heard. You and, can, and you know, Dan Brady's doing this uh, worldwide poetry thing. Yeah, uh, that's really you're cool. Aware of that. Well, one of the things I've been doing is is reading poetry to my neighbors, and it was a. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it was uh, yeah, a surprise to me. Went, yeah. It was a surprise to me that um, they like it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and they're said, and I they're not poets. Start hearing it. I mean, I've had people tell me that too, who do, who don't. And then when I start, well, I, I yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like so, you said, they sometimes they only want one. <laughs> well, and that's and you know. You know the deal. Know your oh, audience, yeah. right? Like as yeah, poets, yeah. we have a, a a much a much greater capacity for taking in all those words and thoughts, and that you know, for people who don't engage in this kind of process, maybe just little bites, you know, like one or two at a time, is really yeah. what people like, and it that seems to to that see that is what I have definitely learned during during pandemic summer <laughs> oh yeah so you know and well know. you know i sort of look back in my life you know i, I think it was 1958 uh, i might be my ears might be wrong but it was on a black and white tv and here's steve allen who i you know looked square as hell but man that guy was is, is was knew more shit uh, I, I hate to use these terms hip, but he was he was hipper than just about anybody, because he, you watched his show and you could tell, and he had Kerouac on. Um, wow. And uh, and he was playing piano with Kerouac. And I remember 1958, and I'm in Fort Recovery, Ohio. Okay, and I remembered it. Yeah. Did I, I ever act on any of that kind of style of writing? No, I was writing, but. But that was the one thing I remembered, and when when 2007 that kind of came out of me, it was like that memory of Kerouac on the Steve Allen. That's really cool. Now the writing isn't anything like Kerouac, but but it was just like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's really cool, Richard. So yeah. so tell everybody before we we wrap up and open up the open mic. Um, where are you going to be? Where, where where can we see you? Where where well, are you going to be? Well, you can probably see me any uh, Wednesday night at Sacred Grounds. Right on. Um, and um, I'm doing my own thing now too. Uh, on uh, well, I'm back at it. As you know, you were the first feature in January, so I was doing the 1428 Poets 
for January, February, and March, and then boom. Uh, so I brought the uh, uh, poets back uh, to Zoom last month. And so we're doing it again on October 6th at 6.30. I'm posting it on the website, and you have to put in the 1428poets. I'll be posting it uh, the next couple of days. It's so be, what's uh, the website Susanna again? I'm sorry, go ahead. What's the website again? Uh, it's the, <coughs> excuse me, frog in the throat. It's the 1428 poets. You put 1428 uh, poets. And the Facebook page will come up. Right on. And I'm posting uh, what, the, what the deal is and, the, and how to get on. Uh, but it's going to be Susanna Pavar Perez and Tony Alderondo. All right. <laughs> So there, there'll be the two features, uh, and then it's an open mic after that, and it's from 6:30 uh, to uh, nine. Awesome. Well, so, Richard. Yeah. I'm so happy yeah. to hear your voice and your words, and thanks for coming on tonight. Well, you know, again, thanks uh, for Dia for wanting me to to be on, and that's sad he's not there, but I definitely want to thank you, and I'm serious. I know a whole lot of people, and I'm one of them, who wants to see you, the Poet Laureate, the next time. Well, maybe someday. You're supposed to go maybe. male, female, so <laughs> next time. Next time, you've got my vote. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. You are super sweet for wanting to put a whole bunch of work on me, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know, well, uh, should, I, should I say, E.K., would you be honored and would you do it? That is really, uh, you know, I consider it. All right. <laughs> well, then you let me know, and uh, I'll go from there. All right, my friend. Well, thanks All for right. reading Love tonight. You, give everybody we know a hug. Oh, you know, give yourself a little squeeze and know that you are loved and hugged. Well, thank you. All right. All right. Take care out there in, in, the, in the land. All right. That was Richard Sanderell, a.k.a. the Cursive Writer, and... That wraps up our poetry double feature with Tony Alderondo and Richard Sanderell, the cursive writer. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, I just can't let go of Archie Bell and the Drills tonight. And, you know, all, all this sheltering and social distance. Well, I've been missing you. And that's the title of this next tune. So give a listen and uh, call in for the open mic at 415-550-0511. Right here at Mutiny Radio, streaming from the Mission District of San Francisco, California. Here's I've Been Missing You by Archie Bell and the Drells. It's been forever 
short times that you've been gone Even after the first minute, baby It was a minute too long My life hasn't been the same Since you went away Just to get you back, baby There's no price just like a three-ring circus. There's the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the supper ring. And that's what I've been going through, the supper ring. And I'm tired, tired of suffering, baby. Yes, I am. Tuned in to Open Pages on Mutiny Radio. Yeah. 
All right, everybody. Well, we're back with the open mic part of Open Pages right here on mutinyradio.fm. And if you're listening right now and you have a telephone, please, oh, and a poem. So if you have a telephone and a poem and you would like to phone into the open mic right now, the line is open um, in about five minutes because there's actually a poet who called in while Strategy from Archie Bell and the Drills was playing. But here's the number, y'all. 415-550-0511. That is a landline right here at Mutiny Radio. And so, uh, yeah, we got a poet and... I feel super lucky because we've got a really great poet on the phone right now. So let me let me let me get the phone queued up here. Hey Lauren Ito, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, EK. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I I am, you know. <laughs> keeping on, keeping on. But really I'm honored to hear your voice on um on this Saturday and just spend spend a piece of the weekend with you i know it's you know saturday nights are 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 really different these days (laughs) (laughs) like it's it is so quiet in the mission right now Mm. like who knew we'd ever be saying that sentence right truly like truly you, you know it used to be really like uh just popping with activity and people and walking and talking and bars and events and poetry and music and all the things. But mm. now we have poetry on live streaming radio here at mutinyradio.fm and I'm so glad that you called in that you're not busy tonight. No, just <laughs> here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us a poem, Lauren. Yes, I do have a poem for you. Um, yes, it's a it's a recent-ish one. I have to admit, uh, I'm not sure if other folks just resonate with this, but writing has been different for me in this period of time. So I really appreciate the opportunity to share a little something-something. Okay, should I take it away, EK? Take it away, Lauren. Okay, beautiful. This one remains untitled. Thousands of women hung in my blood, forced to play God, cradled their knives with a gentle hand, lifted gazes to the horizon and summoned air, tucked it into last line, a teacup, a birthmark, a prayer, for generations yet to unfurl, knowing breath is never promised, always, especially these days, always, always. Remember this. Inhaling sunrise and bird song, you never arrive alone. Wow, Lauren. That is exquisitely beautiful. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you so much. You were saying that writing feels different for you right now. Can you can you talk to me a little bit about that right now? Ugh. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, I think I'm still searching for the words to even articulate quite <laughs> what that means. But um, 
I would describe it as I, I was talking to a friend recently about how sometimes you know there are just poems that need to be written, but what also feels a little bit scary for me in that process um, is not necessarily knowing who I will be on the other side of the poem, um, what that writing process might bring up for me on the other side of writing that poem. And in my writing experience, there's quite an element of surrender to whatever is meant to live on the page. Um, and leaning into surrender right now feels a little intimidating for me, perhaps. So that's how I would sum up how I'm feeling with, with writing being a little bit tricky. But on the other side of that, what's felt really beautiful is these moments of um, having things land on paper and, and feeling really aligned with those words. And in this case, the poem I just shared was one of those moments. Um, and I've been really trying to tap into ancestry in my writing and, and channel those who have come before me and those who will come after for the strength and the resilience to, to be in right relationship with everything happening right now and, and make it through. Right yeah. on. That's really beautiful. And I, I share those feelings of mm. vulnerability is, you know, one of the words that I've nailed as part of my writing process that's a little bit more in the front, I guess, than it has been in the past. Um, you know, also kind of those feelings like, and, and well, and not trying to buy into the feelings like this could be the last thing I ever write, you know? <laughs> yes. Like yes. that kind of, there is some, the, some feeling of doom, like intermixed with the vulnerability that is challenging. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, I would also add sometimes poetry can feel, sometimes poetry can feel like a process of sense-making for mm. me. Um, and there are, there are moments and questions that will never make sense. And I think that we are in perhaps the heat of, of one of those moments. And that's, that's how I'm feeling, <laughs> which is, again, why there's a little bit of trickiness. And I resonate a lot, a lot with what you just shared about your own process. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I have a, you know, I, I do the 30 poems in 30 days in April, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like three or four years ago, I decided to get all silly with it and do 30 poems in the four months that have 30 days. You know, 30 days has September, April, June, and November. Mm. So it's September. And so I've, I've been engaging in like a poem a day this month. And wow. Well, you know, I, I don't have any standards. So I, it's, for me, it's an exercise in, in, in bulk, <laughs> mm. you know, just like showing, you know, really like just showing up for it and not having any attachment to what actually happens in the moment or I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try to write something that might be a poem, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it feels... And I didn't do June. That's the other thing. I skipped. I skipped a month because June was, uh, you know, wacky. 
right? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling a little bit less nutty, I guess. <laughs> I, or I guess maybe I've, you know, I've, I've gotten a little, I got my sea legs with sheltering and whatnot. Like, it's like, all right, I can, I can handle it, you know, like, it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's not what anybody wants, but, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with working at home. I'm gonna deal with all this stuff. And, um, but yeah, like the, the disciplined writing feels really different. And, um, and we'll see, you know, I also, one of my rules is like, I don't judge the writing in, in these activities. So I don't even really much look back. Like I, I try not to look back at what I've written earlier in the month and kind of save that for a little bit of Frankenstein revising process later on. So, hmm. so we'll, hmm. we'll see what happens. Have you, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious in, in kind of this, this or this process that you've set up for yourself with doing the 30 poems in 30 days and in this month, is there anything that you would pass along to other poets perhaps that you feel like is the secret sauce to making it through that exercise? Because 30 poems in 30 days is no joke when it comes to discipline. Um, I cheat sometimes. <laughs> like, like for example, yesterday, Okay, full disclosure, I have been watching Star Trek, and um, I forgot to write my poem, and so I I wrote it today, and I haven't written today's poem today, so I'll be doing that mm. when I when I get home from Uni Radio. <laughs> so like, I mean that's the thing. I like that is gonna happen. Like really, it you know. It was, dude, I had this working at home thing. Worst idea ever. Hmm. I don't like it at all. Like, I mean, I'm a high school librarian. So, like, it's the the distance and the layer of challenge is, you know, I mean, I'm stretching in a lot of new ways, which mm-hmm. is never a bad thing. Um, but it's it's exhausting like especially like learning learning something new every day (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I guess that's that's what I would say for other writers is you know set your rules and break them judiciously and Hmm. you know if if you mess up like it's kind of that thing it's like being on a diet or something right like oh you had a cookie well okay you had a cookie you know but now to stop eating the cookies, like eat a salad tomorrow, you know, mm. <laughs> like don't, mm. don't give up on the discipline. Even if, you know, you had a like Friday end of day, Star Trek time, totally forgot, totally forgot to write a poem. <laughs> but so, it's also too a reminder of, of escapism right now and different types of nourishment. Um, mm-hmm. are important as well. But I love that idea of of giving um, giving yourself grace and being gentle with yourself yep. uh, to continue to cultivate that, that creative process as opposed to stifling it in the name of, of critique or judgment. Yep. Indeed. I'm so happy to hear your voice, Lauren. I'm so happy to hear your voice. <laughs> oh, 
My goodness. Will you be reading a poem tonight for us at some point? Um, you know, at some point, I believe I will. And for you, if, if you don't know, uh, we're streaming live right now at mutinyradio.fm. And if you go to that web address, it will shift you over to another website that I can't remember the title of right now. But uh, the, the web address, anyway, it redirects. But there's a big speaker button, and, and it's like a listen now thing. So if you click that, you can listen to the show. And Beautiful. I'll, I'll well, thank you so much for this space to tap into poetry on a Saturday night, despite um, – despite being a little bit more apart than perhaps I know I would like to be from you at least in this time. So this feels really special. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for the call. I'm so glad that you did. All right, my friend. Well, I guess I'll let you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk to you soon, EK. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night. Good night, Lauren. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right, what a treat. That is Lauren Ito, who is, you know, just a really fantastic poet, as you heard from the poem that she read. And I have a I have a CD here. I have, you know, collections of archaic media like CDs. And this is a CD that I can't remember what year it was, but it had to be somewhere between 2005 and 2009. Maybe somebody can can help me with this. Um, So it's a a CD. It's called Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1. And one of, I'm positive, I'm positive that I purchased this CD from Kim Johnson, who is a pretty amazing poet that I haven't heard from in a while. And so I want to, I want to play, I want to play a a little bit off of Best of the Bay Poetry Volume 1. And this is a poem from Kim Johnson that is called Dr. Bomb Bay. So let's give Kim Johnson a listen here. Here we go. Someday I will tell you my real name. But for now, you can just call me Dr. Bombay. I have been searching for Eastern remedies to Western epidemics and found that in Indian music, there are two kinds of notes, those heard and those unheard. And just like voices and the voiceless, both are equally important, this is the war of the rosary beads. The father, the son, and the Holy Ghost have gone AWOL. Soldiers tattooed Ouija boards under their backs so that one day maybe they'd return to their shoulders and I am unable to shut out this world. Like a baby in an incubator rejecting a black lung mother, a house cat standing in front of this mirror, trying to see a lion, haunted by a poetry geist that pushed me to write while politicians snort lines of ants to carry them to some kind of promised land. And I trusted the president's cabinet about as much as if Elvis doctors stocked it and wondered when we turn countries into corporations would Subway be serving mustard gas on their sandwiches 
you got to be in the right state of mind to try to create peace between Israel and Palestine. That's why I didn't understand why Clinton getting his dick sucked in the Oval Office was an impeachable offense, especially when any member of this current administration would have gotten down on their knees and sucked Saddam's if there was just a drop of oil in it. But debating has been like jousting with Q-tips. The Statue of Liberty has been giving lap dances to deep pockets while the government ran around with spoonfuls of sugar for our gas tanks to help that medicine go down. And we recovered a stash weapons of mass destruction, M80s, bottle rockets, and cherry bombs, so you can all come out of hiding now. Let's feel sensitive to issues in the Middle East, like democracy is ever going to be that easy. Instead of waffle houses, flaffle houses. Being unopinionated had become the opiate of the masses, and if we counted international travesties like calories, I'm guessing we'd be one fat bastard, wouldn't we? Let me tell you a story about how the Grinch stole Congress, went slalom skiing downhill through the flags of the United Nations to reach that bottom line. Time bombs warmed in the wombs of women who'd given into their ticking biological clockwork orange because the army just wanted a generation born on the 4th of July, eager to grow up Easter egg hunting for landmines and playing duck duck goose with stray bullets. I don't want to have a beer with a president that encouraged my generation to take turntable needles to the free clinic. The war plan. Expect shit to hit the fan and float down like rose petals. Ironing nicotine patches on the skin to kick these smoking mirrors. Children used their parents' blood and wrote Red Rumsfeld on the mirror of my conscience. And when I say conscience, I suppose you finally know my name. I have never been so ready for change. Yeah, hey everybody. Now you can see why I love Kim Johnson's poetry. That was a track called Dr. Bombay from Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1. And, you know, that was so much fun. I think, I think we're going to try another one of these, and maybe, maybe, while we're listening to Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1, maybe we'll get another poet calling in to the open mic here at Mutiny Radio. The number is 415-550-0511, and we're streaming live around the planet right now from mutinyradio.fm, located in the Mission District of San Francisco, California. Now, this is also, this might be a struggle with the equipment moment, because, let's see, I'm going to get, pull up this next track here. So another poet that's featured actually on the front cover of Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1, is Laura Yes, Yes. And I can't wait for this one, because I've listened to this CD before, and I really like this poem. It's called Man Eater Manifesto. So let's listen to Laura Yes, Yes. Those of cougars and dragon ladies to spin steel round their spines. Their parents should teach them to file not just their nails, but their teeth. 
Their tongues, too, should cut like razors. Little girls should be bred to be man-eaters. They should be taught these things as tomboys, when they're quick and strong, or when they scribble lipstick and eyeshadow all over their faces like war paint and call that savage genius beauty. Before we ever believed we belonged to anyone, we owned ourselves. Yes, before the first sting of another woman's judgment, before the first date where some man lifted an arm to encompass any of us, our imaginations had us as sacred whores with breastplates of gold chainmail. Our hair was wild, our eyes dark, and we could save or destroy on a whim. I've forged myself into a woman who fights, a femme who hides hatchets under her pillow, who keys the cars and burns the belongings of those who wrong without reason. Fuck being docile as a method of survival. I want to spin in my own blazing fireball. Other girls may garner more dates by playing demure and chaste, but so what? My lovers love better. Let the ordinary women spit shit talk under their breath. Let the ordinary men hide from the fallout beneath their chairs. I am a loose-curled bandida of hearts, legs gleaming like polished wood, lips stained red with wine and blood. I am as nature made me, Randy, with a body built for it. So when folks say, fuck the man, I say, I intend to. So if you've never been eaten alive, now's your chance to try. I promise. I will never fake joy. I will not stay when it's time to go. And when I love you, I will love you with all of me, unfettered, pure, down to the points of my very sharp teeth. That was Laura Yes Yes doing a poem called Maneater Manifesto a track on Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1, from some year in the past, the early 2000s sometime. Um, and I I think we're just going to listen to a couple more off, off Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1, partially because it's a little blast from the past, and there's a lot of good people on here. So I'm thinking that the next track that you guys will enjoy is called Seagulls and White Lines by Proletariat. So let's, let's, uh, uh oh, this is the struggling with the equipment part of the show. Let's, let's try that again. Let's go to the proper track. Yes, Seagulls and White Lines by Proletariat. Here we go. We, real cool, we are standing, two brown brothers, strangers, who equate dignity with violence, as measured and constant as broken silence, on a concrete canvas, their freeze-frame gestures, painted in the streetlight orange, this is the sketch before the mayhem, told in the language of tantrums, we are not sure how it has come to this, we left school, but we are mad enough, dumb enough, to be here, now, at this hour, this parking lot, is a dim container 
empty. At this hour, there is nobody around except us and the echo of rush hour. Nothing here but the scavenging seagulls and white lines. We lurk late. My day, the six beers, the motorcycle ride, the fuck you have become this. A Chevy Suburban and a motorcycle parked in a lazy L with me and him at its elbow. This symphony escalates. It, it is an old song. song. The, the music, music, a duet of bitches and punks. The dance, a childish game of crooked glances. We strike straight. I can take him. He's center stage easy. Leave me parking lot stale, mingling with the seagulls, scavenging my way home. Our dignity intact. We are those who step in every direction but down. We are not going to be disrespected. We sing sin. I have a crowbar in my right hand, sending inhales to beg for next breath. My left arm tense against my rib cage. My chin cocked at skyward angle. He is not staring at the source of my courage. It is a fuse tucked tight that can crack the calm with just a tender pluck. I it is black and shiny. It is loaded with punctuations. I'm frozen, scared but not showing. Wrestling brown eyes behind black barrel. Trying not to be a story buried afternoon issue deep. Gang related to unsolved, a silent thought. We are living the same story now of a million young men before us now. We thin gin. He wants to run now, fly away, beg back his future, plead now. Instead, we stand now. Two boys trying to be men, his hands buckling into two hearts, my finger flirting with a mean metal, and there is nothing now. Just a hot breath escaping my teeth, the scowl he wears now. Just the seagulls and white lines. What are we gonna do now? We, Jazz June, at this hour, where all the real men are home, cupping the faces of their sons and telling them, I can't wait to the day you are better than me. Instead, we are here now, two not yet men, children of gangster rap now, probably at the same tip bumping in our decks, too macho to act like real men now, toe to toe now, forehead to steel now, frothing now, frightened now, we die soon. Wow. I forgot how good After that After millennia was. of war, God looked down from... Oh, yeah. That's a, a, a beautiful piece, and the literary allusions to We Real Cool. Also, mighty fine. So, let's, uh... Okay, I know I said a couple last time, but really, really, just a couple more from Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1. Because you're... Yeah, well, you deserve it. Everybody deserves to hear some good poetry that maybe, maybe it's been a while since uh, you've heard these pieces, and it's time to give them a listen again. That is what we are going to do. Here we go with To the Haters by Message off of Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1. Oh, you know, the equipment, y'all. The equipment. I think I need one more arm. Here we go. To the Haters by Message. They will be out there waiting for these wax wings to melt. May I never hear the hemlock of their giggle. 
they will be there with cock sneers, eyes skulking their heavens for my plummet, wriggling giddy, just as they have always been, watching. They do not know my first breath is my first line. Born a bastard son of an ancient poem in a muddled couplet, birthed back through quills. Dipped in the grainy breath of broken morning, wrapped in loose leaf, opened my eyes to witness the first day of a life sentence, period. Back when the earth chanted, lulling countless days to sleep, my mother was the spoken stories of a broken language. My father was what a wish said to a dream, written on the neck of a volcano, black letter on gray ash slid across baffled sea ink into well scraped on page became me. A poem, a sonnet on the sun, a love letter inside a shoebox, cherished, abandoned, weightless. I fly the last thought of a dead prophet etched on the eyelid of the sky. And when they ask me who I am, I will tell them who am I. I am the Arabic symbol for eight turned on its side. I am the highest number you could ever fathom multiplied by pi. My pieces are thesis of sections of lies. My sound will whelp and well to become tears in storms. I, I am what was and what is that was lost in translation. I am the wind from the lungs of prophecies mason. I am burnt. I am naked. I am called from God's chest on the first day of creation. I am born. I am here. I am yet to be written i am a portrait in the dirt sketch for those without vision i'm like all of us limitless but unfinished but i am indelible meaning i refuse to fade but you you cannot see me and you know not of what these wings are made all right the body so that was message with a poem called to the haters and we're gonna wrap up this little set from Best of the Bay Poetry, Volume 1, with another poem from Kim Johnson. And I remember Kim Johnson from 16th and Mission. She used to come out and do some poetry on the street corner. And, uh, yeah, she was just awesome. So I'm happy to listen to Kim Johnson again. And this is Writer's Block Party. Tonight, you have all been officially invited to a writer's block party where your critics never make the guest list. See, this is where artists come to drop their inhibitions and reclaim their imaginations. It's where I creatively battle these inner demons. I have been doorbell ditching all my life this pen. It is more than a coping mechanism. My tongue, a nail gun in the coffin of what has already been done. I clutch poems so tightly in my fists that they become a pair of Pandora's boxing gloves that are someday gonna set me free. And if I could transform calluses into contact lenses, I might actually survive this life, a dream catcher in the rye, born in the year that lightning left stretch marks across the sky. And it took lighting these eyelashes on fire one summer to realize that they are long fuses attached to firework shows. This is for all you stereotypos. You and I 
We have always had that Siamese twinkle in our eyes. It is where hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil monkeys were given headphones, kaleidoscopes, and microphones. This is where artists come to break breadcrumbs together. Where being human meant feeling the warmth inside my fallopian tube amplifier. So I spiked my veins with turntable needles and could almost feel God. Drop dreidels into breakdance circles while a DJ with good table manners rock the last supper tonight is the most alive I have felt in years and I come here to remember what it is I still believe in every day it gets harder to stay a dreamer and my mother reminds me that all I ever wanted was to grow up to be my own person so if the kids I grew up with could have seen the seven deadly censorships I smuggled inside my notebooks, I could have been voted word playmate of the year. Instead, yearbooks and firewood burn on till morning. I have learned that even the most beautiful mermaids are sometimes buried in sardine cans, that my heart, it is a suicide bomber disguised in skin, and that some days I am a two Rubik's Cubes in my coffee kind of person. I don't smoke cigarettes cigarettes but I plan on scattering my own ashes before I die this is a writer's block party if only in my imagination a place where the gods aren't crazy a place where hummingbirds won't catch laryngitis from their cages a place where calluses transform into contact lenses and Pandora's boxing gloves are someday gonna set me free all right, now you see why I just love Kim Johnson's words. And this is what's great about media, because, oh, these many years later, I can still have these words, and, you know, we can speak to each other across time and space. And also that line in there about setting your eyelashes on fire, that is real. So... I'm going to switch gears here for y'all. And, you know, sometimes CDs have stories. And this particular CD has a story and evokes a time before I moved to California. And it's funny because this album was recorded in Oakland, California. And this is a bitch and animal on an album called Sour Juice and Rhyme. And I really like this track called Dog Grab Dog. I saw a bitch and animal at a bar in Houston. I'm pretty sure it was like 2003 or four, somewhere around there. Um, and they were so fun. They were awesome. They were on tour, and yeah, it was great. So here is Bitch and Animal, also from back in the aughts, the early aughts, the beginning of a new millennium. And this is Dog Grab Dog from Bitch and Animal's CD titled Sour Juice and Rhyme. Ooh,
were there, I couldn't meet your stare. I was a bad friend in a bad way, and now I've got nothing left to say. I just tell it to my notebooks like I could coat hooks and reel them in. Glassy-eyed, mornings open wide. You never told me blind faith was like a mother. You just ditch one, you go find another. You never told me blind faith was like a mother. You just ditch one, you go find another. It's a dog grab dog world. She's not a dog, she's a girl. It's a dog grab dog world. She's not a dog, she's a girl. They're selling her body for beer, saying, look, look, look what's under here. Profits for pussy giving not to her till she gets weak and meek when her thanks ain't in the bank. It gets weak and meek when her thanks ain't in the bank. It's a dog grab dog world. She's not a dog, she's a girl. It's a dog grab dog world. She's not a dog, she's a girl. magazines i found out one picture of me i found skeletons of humans pushing dollars like they're brooms and no room for those flowers to have blooms i found skeletons of humans pushing dollars like they're brooms and no room for those flowers to have i just walk this block the gentrification clock goes tick tock tick tock tick tock tick tick tock tick tock tick tock Well, they squeeze out this time. You push the poor people out to where we can't hear them whine. You change the names of the neighborhoods where the painted over shootings make the pavement look good. Invite the white upwardly mobile home. Then try taking a lease out on all the poems. Do you buy those rhymes? Cause they're packaged sublime. All great artists starve to death all the time. Do you buy those rhymes? Cause they're packaged sublime. All great artists starve to death all the time. It's a dog grab dog world. She's not a dog, she's a girl. It's a dog grab dog world. And she's not a dog, she's a girl. That was Bitch and Animal with Dog Grab Dog. And this is off a CD titled Sour Juice and Rhyme. And uh, they were awesome. They were so much fun in a live performance. And one of the reasons that I bought this CD is because they really sort of challenged the notion between what is a poem and what is a song. And I really, I just like that. I like any type of sort of artistic rebellions. So with that said, they also have some good advice on this album. So here's a track titled, Don't Do Crystal. So Roland. Don't do crystal. Don't do boys. Don't do boys who do crystal. Don't do crystal bright. 
don't do crystals don't do boys don't do boys who do crystals don't do crystal boys don't do crystals don't do boys don't do boys who do crystals. Don't do crystal boys. Don't do crystals. Don't do boys. Don't do boys who do crystals. Don't do crystal boys. All right, so that was Bitch and Animal off a CD called Sour Juice and Rhyme with some really good advice. Don't do crystal. So um, we are nearing the end of our time here on Open Pages at Mutiny Radio. And it's been a really fun night. We had a double feature with Tony Alderondo and Richard Sandrell, the cursive poet. Oh, excuse me, the cursive writer who is a poet. And, um, well, I wanna kinda bookend, you know, where we started, just to kinda loop all the way around again. I'm gonna leave you with another song by Archie Bell and the Drells. And this is a track called Everybody Have a Good Time, and I hope that you do. Good night, y'all. I'll see you next month on Open Pages. This is E.K. Keith at Mutiny Radio, streaming from the Mission District of San Francisco, California. <laughs> <laughs> 